What's poppin' and welcome to Popcoin with Jolos and Yara and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippine Islands to the rest of the globe and of course here in our very own homes because we are still in ABCD, MCQ, whatever. I don't know how to say it anymore. MCQ. Ang dami ng mga terms for it. But anyway, this is our very first episode after our first anniversary special. So, you know, we're here, we're happy. And we continue on with our show. And before anything else, of course, let us introduce our guests for the day, which will tell you what the episode is about. Um, my very first co-host for the show, let's welcome back Paula and Jeremy. Hi! <laughs> welcome back virtually. It's been a year. <laughs> it has been a year. Indeed. And joining us as well is our new co-host for this uh, what do you call it? This permutation. Kasama dapat namin siya last year, but yeah, finally kasama natin siya this time around. Richard, it's been a while. Hi, Richard. <laughs> so if you remember correctly, if you've been hearing this show or listening to this show for since day one, basically, this is our Avengers Endgame squad. And this episode is our Avengers Endgame Redux because we will look back at Avengers Endgame a year after. Because, you know, this was supposed to be a Black Widow-centric episode, but given everything that's happening, we just decided to do Endgame again. I mean, it's a, it's a fun <laughs> throwback and uh, to see what realizations we have made throughout the year. And, uh, you know, it's just a fun callback to how we started and a great way to uh, continue on our show as in the years to come. Okay, so ayun nga, this is a special episode because we already did it. But this time around, we have Richard and we're gonna look back at what has changed and what remains the same with Avengers Endgame. One of the... Um, movie event of the decade or ever i guess and not one of it's the best the biggest <laughs> pretty much 10 years in the making i still wouldn't say it's the best mcu movie though not like the still. best but the biggest the oh best. yeah definitely yeah, yeah. So, scale wise this was the last biggest event that happened before this current historic event we are experiencing right now. I no, mean, that, there was Tagaytay. There no, but in world scale, right? I mean, the whole world was in yes. on Avengers Endgame. And now, we last are, year, yeah. it was before Endgame. And uh, after Endgame, now it's before Corona. Now, now it is the Endgame. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> we are at the Endgame. Oh, no. Well, so I, uh, basically the concept of this whole episode is we'll see how Avengers Endgame holds up a year after. And I guess we should begin our like trip down to memory lane. I just rewatched again for the fourth time. I mean, this is my fourth <laughs> time rewatching it ever. And I haven't seen any Marvel movie since. And I will say, what? I mean, oh. Spider Man. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> in terms of like we had an episode of it. I mean, in terms of like rewatching anything else and oh, okay. outside the chronological timeline, ito lang yung rewatch ko in a while. But I must say, after watching this whole movie again, mahaba pa rin siya, pero ang ganda pa rin niya. It really holds up well a year after. 
I love it. I mean, I can't bring myself to watch it again because when it first aired, uh, when it was first released, siguro mga five times ko siyang pinanood all with like different groups of people. And it's still very much fresh in my okay. head. Um, so, and I, like, thinking about it, I think everything still hold, holds up naman. I mean, his, like, story-wise, character development-wise, except, except the ending, which you guys know how strongly I feel about Captain America going back to the past. <laughs> I just, I can't accept it, guys. I'm so sorry. A year after, and that's still my feelings about it. But yeah, um, I think it made my love for the franchise even stronger than it was before. In the span of time between Endgame till now, I bought a shield, I bought a hell, an Iron Man helmet, and like even more Funkos than I could think of. And, and I we think have matching just, jackets. We do have matching jackets. Also, hi to Joms, who was also supposed to be in matching jackets. Hello, Joms. <laughs> Good luck with your pitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, for a film to do to add on more love than I thought could have like than I thought could exist for this particular franchise, did amazingly well. Guys, boys. Yeah, it's a. It, I, I think it's a very. Oh, I, I honestly think it's one of the most important movies, not only in the past decade, but in the history of like cinema, and uh, more than just being important in what it was able to achieve. Uh, you know, the movie still has pretty great highs, and I don't like. Oh, nothing is still able to beat the high I got when yung on your left. All, yeah, on your left, nothing, nothing will beat that. I, I, and, I still remember. And cap. Yeah, and cap. Yeah, like, it was me on the When he, dude, those are cinematic highs that I can. I don't think I'll ever get again with another movie because you know this was a ten-year build-up, and I don't know any other movie who can do like a ten-year build-up na ganon. On this scale. Yeah, yeah. So it's. I, I think it's still. It's still a pretty great movie. Good action movie. Good superhero movie. And uh, yeah, it's a fun watch. It'll forever be a fun watch for me. Yeah, I feel like this is the first time a movie has reached this scale. Yeah. Literally. On so many levels for almost everyone in major cities with access to such media to be participating in this event. Mm. It's not just a movie, really. It's an event. It's an event. Yeah. Yeah. It's a life experience for everyone involved, literally. Yeah. That's true, that's true. I, was I remember telling... like the day it was released, everybody was like lining up to watch it, which isn't a normal like thing to do. Now like unless you're a big fan. <laughs> unless you're a big fan. Get no mean gets like unless you no, were but... a big fan of a movie, you don't really like line up for premieres. But with What's Endgame, everyone I knew was like actively searching for tickets. Ganyang, ganyang. Even if they weren't fans. That was Yeah, amazing. exactly. Right? Like People who weren't even that into Marvel were excited to watch it because it wasn't more of an event than like uh, just a movie. It's like if you didn't see Endgame at least on the first week, you were missing out on a big chunk of like pop culture history, and everybody was talking about That's it. That's true. You had to be a part of it. That's true. Yeah. Regardless, and all cinemas. I mean, siempre we have that like, oh, it's just the monopoly, but. All literally all cinemas at that time were just Avengers Endgame in the Yeah, world. and they were showing like midnight screenings, two AM screenings, yeah. and that exactly. hasn't happened since. 
just so that everybody could watch it and avoid the spoilers Crazy. and everything. And then there was even that movement, yung parang no spoilers and everything. I, I've never seen another <laughs> movie do something like that, except Star Wars. Like Star Wars and this one. You know, they were the only no, movies I don't think I it was, that, like Star Wars wasn't that sacred. No, no, it's not sacred, but you get what I mean. I don't, I don't know any other movie that went like that. You know, they were giving away stickers yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. Now, oh, no spoilers, no spoilers, no spoilers. Yeah, yeah. just because of how you know like big for, the movie yeah. is. Yeah, it was crazy, and I wish that practice then of like no spoilers just keeps like it should have been kept up. Like more than just Endgame, guys. Come on. Yeah, parang just because it was explicit, that's why people were doing it and not exactly na, you know, it's something that you should like put inside your like head and should like, be practiced. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yung mga money heisters dyan. I'm so glad I'm not into that series or else like I'd I see be you posting all the spoilers. Time. It's like Game of Thrones. Asama, like, para Game I don't of even, Thrones, like I didn't even watch Game of Thrones near the end, but I knew everything that was happening in Game of Thrones because of how much people spoiled the thing. Endgame wasn't like that. It was like a month before people were actually like openly talking about the plot true, lines online, true. which was great. There wasn't there wasn't any big spoilers, man, and, and I saw online, which was good. You know, that was that was nice to me. Yeah. yeah. But I was telling Paula also before we started recording this. Uh, you know, the fact that it makes me feel this way. Ang, gan- ang saya pa rin panoorin, although I know what's gonna happen. And the fact mm-hmm. that it holds up even after a year after uh, release. Really, I guess it will become a blockbuster classic in the years to come. And something na you know, will be hard to replicate for sure for all the studios out there. Even Marvel itself. Yeah. Well, I guess the next big guess- event will be the next end game in the next two phases but we'll have to see how the world will keep up first before we find out what happens in the MCU true but the fact that it's number one in the box office now it was able to beat Avatar and go beyond it but parang, dude instant it's already uh, time is even with like the extended release yeah which, exactly which Cholo and I took part in yes I have a poster <laughs> to prove that me too <laughs> It's hard for me lang to say siguro that it's going to be like a classic film because in order to be a classic you shouldn't have to rely on any preconceived like notions, ideas or storylines, you know, how I think Singing in the Rain is a I classic guess artistically. because it exists on its own. So it's hard for me to say that about Endgame. Artistically, definitely hindi siya up there. But you know, as yeah. you know, for what it did lang. It, it's oh yeah, definitely. But yeah. I don't think like, alam mo yun, if your kids, if we show it to our kids in the future and they didn't see any of the other superhero movies, which I highly doubt if these are our children, um, <laughs> they won't, <laughs> like me raising a child that doesn't like superhero movies or Harry Potter movies, unacceptable. But if, you know, if they don't know these particular um, histories behind it, it's harder for them to appreciate and see Endgame for how good it actually was. It's like for us. For me, I think ang mangyayari kasi magiging ano na siya eh. You know how when we grew up, all the kids have watched at least five of the 
20 Disney princess movies or Disney classic animated movies. So parang in a sense, magiging ano na siya, yung collective, oh, the kids know this. It's part of his, collective yeah. history. Endgame is gonna be parang, like the cream of the crop in terms of like superhero movies are replacing yeah. comic books in terms of like continuity and everything you know you you have to read watch all the how do you feel about that so that though? you get now uh, what that it's replacing comic books i mean the way that you it seems it. organic because everyone's growing up with a tablet nowadays or a screen mm. so i feel like the ones who were able to enact such changes kind of first saw it and Props, I guess, for them doing it effectively. But it is what it is. I think it's a very print versus digital debate, actually. Mm -hmm. It's not just within the realm of comic books, but it's for all media. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. And I mean, Marvel Comics is owned by Disney, so like the two have to complement each other. That's true. Regardless. Although comics. Marvel Comics has its own problems, like with leadership, yeah, they have yeah. even very DC, problematic precedent. They all, they all don't know. <laughs> they are, they're all confused. Because DC is more are. confused. <laughs> yeah, yeah, DC is a lot more confused. DC is way more confused. But the problem with that is because DC never planned on having a major blockbuster like film franchise in the first place. They were only yeah. pressured to do so because Marvel was doing extremely well. This was the time of the first Avengers movie. They were doing extremely well. And the fans of DC were frustrated. Like, how come Marvel has this and we don't when we were like the first superheroes anyway? So DC was just pressured into creating the films, which I guess explains then why the movies don't seem as well planned or true, you know, true, true. strategized. Most comic book companies are going that route, naman, and all publishing companies. Everybody, you know, they're selling yeah. the rights so that there's movies because that's the way to go. Na eh. I feel like it's the money. natural advantage of Disney because even before Disney acquired Marvel, most of their media and their franchises always came in stages. Yeah. So they kind of just applied the model to whatever they started to acquire and then it became Marvel. So Marvel yeah. ended up taking the same format. So, if you talk about DC, they never were that kind of company in terms yeah, of exactly. building something over time. Yeah. So, they're, Disney's a pioneer, so to speak, in this regard. That's Definitely. True. The way everything is like interconnected in terms of not just visual, but audio, merchandise, everything. Mm. Yeah. And they're doing that with Star Wars now. They exactly. couldn't do they it are. with Marvel because of years of comics, but they could do it with Star Wars, and they did. All that extended, yung yung ca- canon material nila and the books, it's all gone. That's all, you know. That's not a part of continuity anymore. <laughs> They're they all, all legends. Yeah. yeah. Marvel does better with like continuing storylines though than Star Wars is. At yeah. least in the film. They're confused also. They're confused also. <laughs> <laughs> that the was a problem. <laughs> Camera no, think- shake. <laughs> I think a problem, because I think with Disney in general, is they pander too much to what the public wants. Like if they loudly hear now, they'll try their best to fit that into their storylines or into their um, content, which 
it's good for stuff like Marvel because of how big it is and how much you can actually cram into this particular universe. But with storylines like Star Wars, um, especially the last trilogy, it just didn't need to happen, I guess. But yeah, we already had our Star Wars discussion, and that's a very long discussion. Also, listen to episode twenty-seven. <laughs> find out what we think about Star Wars. Yeah, the new trilogy. But anyway, back to Avengers Endgame, the story-wise, yes. and like, uh, parang back to that uh, mindset. I think what really made me appreciate it even more, in an ironic sense. I guess is that how life imitated art. Like one year ago, like this was the movie <laughs> event of the decade, and a year uh-huh. after, it feels as if we're going through the same things with this pandemic and how people are coping with another major historic event. Because, parang I've, yeah. I've noticed so many parallels just watching Endgame now. Parang what we're experiencing right now. Like, remember that scene when. Natasha was in a Zoom call with all the other people like, oh, Gila <laughs> and Rocket are in space. Oh, yeah. Captain Marvel is in tama, another part tama. of space. Uh, Rhodes is in another part of Earth. So parang, they're all in a Zoom call and now we're just like doing this, <laughs> right? Yeah. I never thought of it as a Zoom call. That's so good. But it's also, not- I think when Steve comes to comfort Natasha, syempre, ako pupunta, di ba? Um, and he mentions that um, there were whales in the Hudson River, all that stuff, that nature is healing itself, so there's like good things happening in spite of the whole blip. Yeah. I guess, you know, you, see, you hear that kind of sentiment going around lately also with everyone stuck at home and um, nature healing itself nga and all that stuff. So yeah, I guess like I see that. Yeah, second week of a uh, quarantine. I was telling my parents na parang wow. I feel like I'm in Avengers Endgame, just in the sense na the whole world is experiencing like something. At, you know, we're all experiencing the same thing. Yeah, and, you know, everybody can relate with it. It's you know one like not tragedy naman, but one bad thing that everybody's trying to fight at the moment. And it's 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 interesting. It's it's very. I think it is a tragedy. Oh yeah, a tragedy. So, yeah. yeah, it's. It, Interesting. And I wonder crazy? if the Endgame people had their own memes. But I'm sure they did. Oh. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone was citizens that there. Way. I'm sure yeah. Rocket was making his own memes and sending it like on the emails. Yeah. <laughs> in his in his uh, newsletter. <laughs> or baka hindi hindi lang nila pinakita sa Endgame na you know they jumped five years. 2020 was one of those five years, and they never explained that. You know, there was a pandemic in between. Oh my god. No, I read like three fanfics that worked under that assumption that we experienced COVID under like like while they were going through the blip. I love fanfics, guys. <laughs> it's just such that's a interesting though. That's yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I mean it's really just crazy now that you know this is an invisible enemy that we're facing and that our real life Avengers are frontliners then Shampre. But mm-hmm. uh, I guess, tama. you know, I guess aside from the real life aspect of it, it's just really, ano lang, it's just really parang weird na, you know, yun nga, everything in that first act of the film just like basically reflected what re- is reflecting, not even reflected, is reflecting what is happening now. And then there's like a part na, I, I wrote this quote down when uh, they met with the Hulk. 
Scott said, I'm so confused. And Hulk said, these are confusing times. And this is literally like what we're experiencing same. talaga. Diba? Parang same energy. <laughs> and you know, oh my God, that I moment, was just though, about to say that. That moment, no, like when you see the Hulk Bruce, like that version of him, I don't think I ever expected it to happen. So seeing it for the first time, I remember just laughing like my fucking ass off in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> It was such a what moment. Parang galing din yeah. ng GI nun ah. Parang it looks so real. I mean, I guess now that I'm watching it on a smaller screen, it looks a bit more realistic than on the bigger screen. Mm. Random yeah. thought. But I guess that also, in a sense, if you apply it to that uh, framework of art, I life imitating art, I mean, it's really how people are coping in different ways with what we're experiencing such as, you know, Natasha was, like, really depressed. And, <laughs> I mean, yeah, and uh, Hulk had to, like, <laughs> transform his, himself in a different way. Thor was really PTSDing <laughs> in, uh, I mean, For after the So, parang all these food. things, and then the Steve support group where they were like, so this is the new normal, how are you all coping? It's all, like, crazy how... This is all in At one least, movie. You know, none of us are doing the whole Clint Barton um, coping mechanism, which is killing. I would want a katana, though. Just put <laughs> on the wall. Won't use it, but it's just there. It's all the, it'll just be there. I understand. Yeah. yeah. I have one on Animal Crossing, so if you have yeah. Animal Crossing, I'll send you one. <laughs> oh, my. Anyway, but, yeah. but I mean, yun nga, I mean, it's just really... It's just really cool and really tragic also na this is what we've come to and we don't really have necessarily any time uh, any infinity stones to try and fix this this yeah. thus far into our corona experience. Hopefully yeah. naman we'll get there we'll naman. have a deus ex machina. Yeah. And Aside from that, I guess yung main takeaway ko is that ang ganda pa rin talaga ng three-episode format. The arcs. Yeah, like the three different arcs. It's just really fun. They're, they're each fun in their own right. And especially okay. the second act, which is a time heist specifically, it's just like really very nostalgic and very fun. It was just a really difficult directorial feat for them mm-hmm. to fit that much storyline into three hours. Like, even though it was already three hours long, you don't really feel that length naman eh, Because yeah. of the way that they wrote it out and um, they filmed it. So, sobrang laking kudos talaga to the Russo brothers because no, I don't think anyone could have done it the same way that they did or thought, of, thought to do it that way that really helped the audience kind of appreciate all these events better and parang mas madali lang siya ila- lahat i-digest. And the way they like really, it's so grand but so intricate at the same time na all these details are put out there to like make things happen. I mean, for example, the groupings of each team trying to get those stones were like made so well na, you know, Tony and Cap together with uh, Scott and then and Bruce. Bruce and then Natasha and yeah. uh, Bart, Clint. of course. And and Clint all Bart those like groupings were Bart very Bart. important also for their uh, character development. I mean, you know, yeah. Clint and then... In, in, and uh, the fact that... Uh, Natasha pairing. 
I guess yeah. the fact that yung natira nga sa decimation was like the OG6 the OG plus six. some people. That's just really brilliant for me. That was. I think cool. Nebulous was one of my favorite developments in the entire Endgame series. Although I'm still a little bit salty that she didn't get like to punch Thanos at the very least or like hit <laughs> him in some way because she deserved to have that moment of uh-huh. parang um, I, I forget. I don't know what term I was supposed to use. But yeah, that kind of moment where redemption? she just takes... Yeah, there we go. Redemption for all of the horrible things that Thanos has done to her her entire life. But mm-hmm. the moment with her sister, all of that stuff and just being able to change during that whole arc without it feeling too forced was really nice because I think Nebula deserves a lot more credit for like the character that she is. And Karen Gillan is a joy to see in any things that she does. So like if you thought happy. about it, like they were the main characters. Like yeah. I saw something that they had the most screen time. It was Tony, it was Nebula, and it was the uh, Gamora. In Infinity si War. Pala. Yeah, in, no, in Endgame, they had the most screen time. Gamora did not have the most... Did she? She in only Hawaii? appeared for like part of it. Not Gamora. Or well, something like that, something like that. Parang they had the, parang you'd think that it would be the biggest stars to have the most screen time, but it wasn't it. I wanted Natasha to have more screen time. Just this. Like as a, you know, just a general statement to the world, I just want more Natasha. (laughs) Or, you know, at least somehow added her to that. To the that female the, shot and the the, the female money shot. shot, yeah. At the very <laughs> least, somehow put her. Yak na naman ako, guys. Forgetting about that money shot. Wala pa rin yata. nag-edit ng ganon after a year na. No, I, I I think someone did. I I saw something on Twitter. Okay, like I should look for it. Ago. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Just so that you feel her spirit in that moment. I felt Natasha there. I mean, she was the first woman. She was just the first, guys. Like, I just... Wala. Nothing would be the same without Natasha Romanoff. That's and true. without her, they wouldn't have been able to get all the stones. That's true. It's just really sad, so I guess. And uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. But I mean, you were also speaking about Nebula. And I really agree with that. Because you wouldn't really think of Nebula as much to have a lot of True. significance in this whole series. When you see her first in Guardians, parang, oh, she's just one of these side characters. Although I love Karen Gillan so much, parang, you wouldn't really expect for them to put her... Let's go Hoovians! I like yes. that we're all Hoovians also in this inner group. <laughs> <laughs> Wala pa tayong Doctor Who episode at this point, but soon enough. Oh my god. <laughs> um, what do you call this? But yeah, parang you wouldn't really expect anything big of parang from her or that they'd put her in such a parang integral role in based on the movie narrative yeah yeah i mean in but the it first, makes sense eh? in the first few movies yeah, yeah, yeah. parang you wouldn't really expect that of course in the comics champion she's yeah, really yeah, yeah. connected to thanos as well so of course she's there but in the movies na you have all these characters and you wouldn't really think of nebula as much until you see how she really steps up and really has a big role in this uh, end game. Yeah. I also appreciate Scarlet Witch. Like, even though she wasn't in the film for too long, she was basically just in the last fight scene. 
whenever she was there, um, they made sure to reiterate just how strong and how powerful she is as a superhero, which is a really good setup for whatever future projects they'll have with Wanda. Because she is pro- arguably the most powerful Avenger out there. Not, I mean, Captain Marvel notwithstanding, siguro. But it's nice to know that like this next generation of Avengers have really strong women in them. And that's exciting mm-hmm. to see in the future. And speaking of Captain Marvel... I was very Marvel, disappointed, though. Yeah. I didn't the Captain Marvel fight scene. I was very disappointed with the Captain Marvel. Me too. Like, let's be honest. Off. I was like, that was it? <laughs> that was mm. it? <laughs> yeah. It was Brie Larson's first technical filming then because for, yeah. for Avengers. Yeah, I guess. I guess. But I thought so, there would be, like, a longer fight. I, I agree. But aside same, from that, parang, I don't know, uh, looking back at my whole MCU experience and rewatching Endgame now, parang, medyo nakulangan talaga ako ngayon kay Captain Marvel, especially in this movie. Parang, I don't know. I, I, she I mean, deserves I, I, more. Definitely. <laughs> I mean, I understand why they they couldn't focus much on her din siguro. There's yeah. so many things happening and you needed to focus on all these other characters to build more emotion siguro. Um, people, other characters that you knew for a longer time. But I wish they did better with her than just do sex machinaing the enemy ship. Mm, yeah. yeah, I just wish they would have done better. They overhyped she, her a bit though. They, they, did, like, did. they, they did. Before, I remember yeah, yeah. releasing Captain Marvel, they were like, oh, she's stronger than Thanos and everything. And then that's all the screen time she gets Yeah. both movies. But and I wanted more interaction between her and the actual team. Because yeah. the way they framed it in the tra- the trailers, na the way she talks to Thor, all of that stuff, Yun yung habol ko because eh. I just mm. I wanted to see what they were all like together. That was the point of this like yeah. big budget. I thought she was gonna be like the next leader or something. That's yeah. what they were marketing her to be. Yung the next. Yeah, exactly. Head yeah. Yeah. I guess it's too early no, yeah. at this point to really truly get to integrate her because we're so invested in everyone else. Yeah. And then in the next mm. phase, hopefully. She does really step up, and we get to love her even more because you know the first movie was like in between Endgame and uh, I forget which movie was before that, but Ant Man, Spider, was it Infinity War before Captain Marvel? Ant Man, Infinity War, yeah, yeah, yeah. Infinity War and Ant Man. So, parang that was really like a lull time for like waiting for the biggest event and Captain Marvel was like, oh, here's Captain Marvel. Just have some <laughs> of her backstory and then she'll appear in Endgame anyway. So, parang, that was kind of And you like, were really, like, for a lot of people, they were just there to see the, like, the after credit scene because you knew it was gonna be something related to Endgame. It's really a weird, I guess, a weird timeline lang din in terms of, you know, how everyone was so invested in a lot of the characters already and then okay yeah. here comes a new person parang what's she yeah. doing here I mean I like her but you know it's it takes a while talaga to get invested in someone to have that much screen time then siguro in Endgame and yun nga I guess Jobs it would, would be... probably disagree if he were here because I think like Captain Marvel is his favorite 
Well, really? parang, Hawkeye. Oh, yes. That's yeah. interesting. Which is why I wanted him here also because yeah, he knows more about the character than any of us. Eh. Yeah, pero parang yun nga. I guess if she did have more scenes in Endgame, it would be too easy or something like that. In a sense, na parang okay, they already did use her in that sense in the third act. So parang if you had her and even more, parang okay, mm. kind of gets easy for everyone. <laughs> yeah, parang it would have made more sense if her movie was after like phase one of Marvel, no? Instead of right before the end of Avengers, considering her role in general. Wait, what do you But, mean? No, like wouldn't there have been more opportunity? For her after Marvel, I mean after Avengers Endgame, like technically, considering malit na she was introduced niya. in Endgame na lang and then had her solo movie after. Yeah, or at least after Endgame altogether. Mm. Considering yeah. the weight of impact, no, it's almost negligible. No, no, that or, makes sense. Or I'm thinking she could have been introduced before Infinity War and then nawala mo na siya for a while and then. She comes back for Endgame. It kind of makes. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Eh. Yeah, because I'm thinking about it. Infinity War and Endgame. She had very little effect on the movies. Yeah, very very. So, parang you could have put her there. So yeah, they, they just needed her to save Tony. Eh. I think yeah. that's yeah. the whole reason why they had to introduce her. Para who in the universe would have been able to get Tony back from outer space? Yeah. <laughs> um, Yeah. And again, actually, nobody. Unless nga, that's how they introduced her. Yeah, that would have made. Diba? Would have been Instead better. of like having yeah. the film beforehand. Yeah, and they yeah. introduced yeah. her there. Yeah, that's right. Because it would have been more They would have been more mysterious. Yeah. Diba? It just the same way that we were introduced to Thanos, like just this yeah. creature and ano, diba? Out of nowhere, and then just slowly develop him throughout the series. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would have been better. It would have yeah. actually put more intrigue into her character na, okay, yeah. she's, all, she's all so powerful, but where does she yeah. come from? Exactly. Hello, Kevin Feige. We just have like a few builds. <laughs> Let's reset Hello. the timeline. <laughs> but yeah, would have been interesting to see. Maybe people would have appreciated her more also because Like not like Captain Marvel didn't do exceptionally well at the box office either compared mm-hmm. to most Marvel movies at least. Um, so maybe if you introduced her during Endgame, she would have done better. And there wouldn't I have guess. been like as much flack because she's a woman. I guess. Ay nako. <laughs> Ay nako. Because that nako. was also a big controversy coming into. Parang Endgame. the Captain Marvel yeah. and Endgame. Na parang okay, everyone made such a fuss about why she exists or like why she has her own movie, whatever. Parang yeah. it, of course, it's unnecessary for sure. But you yeah. know, it would have, I guess, it would have eased people's minds first before like having a preconceived notion of what Captain Marvel as a solo movie would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The same thing they did with Wonder Woman. They introduced yeah. her in. Um, BBS first before she had her own film and it yeah out. and I thought that was the best moment in uh, Batman vs. <laughs> it was it really was the best it really really was <laughs> when she came out of nowhere I was like whoa <laughs> oh, Wonder Woman was like, whoa. with that epic theme song <laughs> yeah that was cool they looked too much but it was so good yeah in the, exactly. in the actual Wonder Woman movie they used it too much <laughs> yeah 
I mean, I love Carol. I hope she has better films in the future as well. Better character development too. That's true. Better character Great. development. Yeah. For sure. And uh, aside from those things I noted, may other insights for Bakayo on like what we discussed the very first time around, Paula and uh, Jeremy. Like, of course, the female scene and the lack of Black Widow, we talked about it already. Yeah. Uh, Thor's PTSD, of course, and the controversy surrounding that as well. Mm-hmm. What What did we want to talk about aside from that Now we didn't have the time to? <laughs> <laughs> we had a really long episode, so I'm not sure like, if we didn't cover anything. But I liked what Richard brought up, though, mm. regarding uh, classifying this as an event than as an art movie. It's mm-hmm. very timely with Martin Scorsese's comment, statement oh, okay. rather, regarding uh, these films Ooh. being seen oh, as... Oh, no. Right? Let's open oh, the... No. Okay, it's okay. Worm, like, that, that, that kind of yeah. discussion. Oh, okay, and sure. Martin Scorsese just entered the... Just entered the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, I think it's relevant considering Definitely. what Richard also brought up. And I feel like it really boils down to expectations when it comes mm-hmm. to like movies or anything you consume in general. And I feel like sometimes people just expect Too everything much. from one thing. Yeah. Right? I think, I don't know. I, I'm well, a person a who can appreciate thing. film on a very shallow level and a very deep level mm-hmm. also. And I understand that not all films will be able to capture everything that we need from cinema in just one go. Otherwise, yeah. why do we keep making more movies, deba? Right? So, like, Marvel and other blockbuster hits, I, I think it's the same comment kasi with just general blockbuster movies, eh. At the time, mm. it was for musicals and then yung mga rom-coms. It's not, it's it's nothing too deep, guys. I think people are looking at it too deep. And Martin Scorsese's yeah. comments also, I don't think we're like a g- genuine critique on superhero movies or Marvel movies in general. It's just his taste level. He just doesn't appreciate it the same way that we do, I guess. Or he yeah. doesn't need it in his life. Which is totally fair. Yeah. But he also noted something that the reason why superhero movies are affecting the film industry in a way that indie films can't thrive. Your more original concepts can't thrive anymore. But he also I don't think that's that true though. Yeah. In his second comment. Mm-mm. And I'm not sure. That's still something I, I still think about. I'm not sure if superhero movies are making the you know it's 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 encouraging originality and creativity that i'm still trying to figure it out I like think it's in, just, in movies like it's a trend i mean it's not the first of its kind uh-huh. <laughs> Ayun nga, parang, there were so many other trends prior to um superhero movies there was a the sci-fi trend there was rom-coms again like all these things that and people genuinely do line up to watch them, but it doesn't prevent other filmmakers from making their own content. Yeah. You know, especially now in this era where you can launch new films or new series in so many different ways. Like you don't have to compete with superhero movies on the level that they're competing at. Yeah. So I, I don't think it was a fair comment on Scorsese to say na you know it doesn't foster um, creative filmmaking or whatever. Because I definitely think it does. I mean, anything, any translation from other content to 
film is a difficult task that involves a lot of creative process. It's yeah. not easy. Like even musical to uh, Broadway musical to let's say film, it's it's or, not the or same. Or vice versa, you, diba? Diba? So it's an un, I don't know. I think that's sort of unfair. I kind of understand where he's getting at, but yeah, I think people should just let genres be genres, you know, and just it's different now. I, I, it's interesting I that you mentioned trend because when I when I heard that word as you mentioned it, what came into my mind is how uh, when trend is also associated with fashion, like things go in yeah. and out of style, and then you have certain articles that will always be there and they're always gonna be valued like by staples, yeah. Yeah, people. But it also made me wonder, like as you mentioned, this is not related to Scorsese's comments already, sure. but more about what the consequences might be. So for example, if we're gonna go with the fashion okay. analogy, mm-hmm. you have fast fashion and yes. you have so many companies, right? Yeah. Uh, capitalizing on this trend, perhaps even prolonging it more than it should be. And it has a lot of consequences that mm-hmm. are considerably undesired. Yeah. So I'm now wondering, could something be similar for film? I'm not too sure yet. Something it just it's just a question that came into my mind like think, five seconds ago. Yeah. Um well the way I see it is because when something is trendy, when a particular genre or trope, let's say, is trending, uh, a lot of studios start making them. One after the other. You can definitely see this during the rom-com era where there were basically the same plot lines every few months or so because it's an easy way for them to gain an audience. So I think that definitely does happen. There has been an increasing amount of superhero shows, action um, films, and all that after the success of the Marvel franchise. I'm not sure like what it hurts lang siguro. I guess more people focus on those rather than other content and become too lazy to consume other things because there are already so much of the superhero action plot lines that other shows siguro don't get enough attention. I guess that would be um, a consequence. I think for me, it's really just telling of the impact of the MCU to the film world in a sense na a superhero movie when before it would just be classified as uh, an action or a sci-fi film, has become mm-hmm. a genre in itself. Nana, superhero yeah. is a genre instead of just being under a general sci-fi or fantasy action. movie mm-hmm. but, or action movie. Now, it's really a normal thing. And I guess some people don't really respect that there's room for everything and different kinds of genres. And siguro, we're really just at the height of the whole uh, uprising or the whole golden era of superhero movies that people would have this kind of um, opinion on it. Na as it normalizes, then we've kind of um, experienced it na, na okay, medyo normal na, na there's maybe 15 or 10 movies na superhero related in one year. But in, in the past, there would be only one Marvel movie per year. Ngayon, three na per year. So parang it's really the progression of the genre and I think it's really up to people to really classify na, okay, what is art? What is cinema? And I guess that's a bigger conversation to be had but yun nga, parang it's really, as Paula was saying earlier, it's really an art 
in itself na the fact that you get to translate issues worth of comics into a three hour movie it is it's an art in its own parang in itself na how do you get to do that how do you condense all these storylines from the comics and all these storylines from 10 years worth of movies into one big gigantic event diba so parang people don't so i guess some people who have that uh, gatekeeping personality would disregard that as not art or not well thought of but parang ang daming considerations into what came into what went into making this movie in the first place yeah but then i think yeah, about it that, that, that you brought up the fast fashion thing you know i think there'll always be like good artsy movies there'll yeah. always be like at least i'm thinking about it i you know like a lot of my favorite my a lot of my favorite uh art films Avest? you know na, yeah favorite art films <laughs> uh they're all from the you know 2010s 2000s in the same era really superheroes yeah, yeah same era so i'm thinking you know you're not going to run out of fire yeah definitely not, gonna not. Run out of fury roads there'll, 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 there's going to be more of that there's going to be more of that yeah yeah i guess as what Chalo said no we're at the peak so it's really hard to detach from it at the moment especially when we're in this really extended high and yeah. you know it's a journey in and of itself that we are enjoying That's- i think because we are at that high point of superhero films you know um they have to adapt they have to change which i think they're doing with the new content or the supposed slated content um in the future like the doctor strange movie directed by sam raimi hello are we not <laughs> screaming <Rip>. about <laughs> this um and wanda and vision tv series you know they they're going to have to change. They can't stick with the same formula that they've done in the past 10 years. So definitely, superhero films won't stick to the same box that they have been in. Um, They'll have to change. And I think I'm excited to see how much more creativity we can place into these films moving forward. Now that you already have a captivated audience. Because I think one difficult thing of moving genres is, like for me, I'm not really into horror movies, so getting into a horror film isn't an easy task. But if you're going to make something I already love, Doctor Strange, for example, into that kind of horror space, then me, like as a consumer, I'll be more interested in checking it out and widening my you know, taste yeah. for these kinds of films. Mm-hmm. Which is what Potter did for me. Like the third Harry Potter movie introduced me to like cinema cinema. So I think that's what Marvel can do. Introduce like this generation into a variety of types of films or kind like tropes that they can appreciate. And who knows like what they'll be into afterwards. Right? That's a great point because yun nga, they have practically perfected the blockbuster superhero genre we all know and love after 10 years and it's about time for them to really explore what other ways they can to really be creative in how they execute it the way they're doing it in comics or animated movies i mean as technology is also growing uh there are more and more ways to like do these things without it being too similar or falling Mm -hmm. into a pattern and at the same time yeah. Logan. <laughs> yeah, Logan. Yeah. Also, like, one of my peak 
like one of the best superhero <laughs> movies to come out <laughs> in the recent years. Yeah, Logan. And I and guess, I guess some that, would say Joker. Uh, okay. <laughs> Joker. Oh, I'm okay with it. <laughs> some would say Joker. <laughs> but uh, I guess yun nga, it's really also a way to cultivate cultivate taste into people's lives because people yeah. can get uh, yeah, cornered into one genre lang or one way of looking at what movies are because they aren't really necessarily given the platform or the opportunity to try something new out and if they do continue with that trajectory of in, in introducing like horror for example or other things like the way i guess what i appreciate about um, the dc eus of late are yun nga medyo iba iba na rin yung genre nila na even before marvel really experimented they have like other ways of doing it or even the fox nga like logan um yeah. now that's a different story because Fox is in Disney, but <laughs> yeah, I, I wanted to bring that up also. Like, what do we think the X Men series or these characters that everybody already knows? Like, now that Disney has them, what do you guys think they'll do with them? Well, we do marvelize them. I mean, we do have word that Deadpool will remain the same rating of uh, R thirteen. So. That's a different story. Was it I, just R13? Wasn't it R16? R, R16 or 8? I don't know. Rated something. <laughs> but not It was 16, R-rated. I remember. 16, yata, or, yeah, something like that. Yeah. And Blade then is uh, rumored to be yeah, an R-rated R. film. Or confirmed mm. yata to become an R-rated yeah. film. So it's really a new game for the MCU. And it's exciting. But yun nga, the X-Men and the Fantastic Four... Or like really big question marks at this point. Now, how do you introduce already Red love Red and uh, already like gas uh, gas na in a sense na sobrang dami ng lumabas na movies about them in the past yeah. two decades and then now you're reintroducing them. Richard, again. X2 is one of your favorite superhero Yeah, films. it is. X2, Logan. Yeah. Uh, so I what love do Days you, of Future Past. What would you want Marvel to do with these guys? Ca- yeah, I know you love Days of Future Past. We always fight about it. <laughs> I love Days of Future Past. Really? <laughs> I never knew that, Richard. I honestly don't know. But most likely, it's going to be a snap- snapping related thing. I mean, it, for sure, that's how it's going to be. I am not a fan of Redcon. I feel like that's that's too... It's too lazy. Yeah, parang... Which is why I don't sense. like Days of Future Past, Richard. <laughs> oh my God, Days of Future Past is not lazy. Hi, <laughs> nako. But yung but introducing fair, them through the Scarlet future, Witch show, parang I mean, I'm iffy about that. Oh, I would be interested at that too. Yes, Charlo. What did you say? Sorry, no, I, I didn't get to hear that. Oh, we were interested in introducing mutants through the Scarlet, Scarlet Witch show. Yeah. Well, yeah, you know, yun nga yung surprise, hopefully, and uh, I know you're a fan of the original X Men movies as well, Cholo. I am, and they just yeah. speaking of that, we were just speaking about that like a day ago. We were talking about this, yeah. And because Funko released like 20th anniversary X Men movie Funko Pops, so I already it's been 20 them. years. 20 years na yata since the first one. 20 years. So oh we God. should have an X-Men Fox era special one of these days. 
in commemoration. Um, but in commemoration talaga and uh, parang in memoriam of the Fox era days. In memoriam of the first two movies. <laughs> Guys, I haven't even watched Dark Phoenix. Like, oh, I, no, I, I haven't watched well, it either. Well, you're not missing out. I'm scared to watch it. You're not missing out on anything. And kawawa naman yung New Mutants. Like, they kept being pushed back and pushed back. Yeah. And now COVID it's, has caught up with back them. It's back in, ano, it's back in the <laughs> at this point. Oh, wait lang, ah. Someone's trying to call me. Okay. Some people just don't know, know text. Before wait calling. Lang, wait lang. It's okay. Pero I know they're releasing the uh, New Mutants online na. As in, they gave up Disney on Plus theater. Na yeah, they gave up on theatrical release. Like, that's never gonna happen. But yeah, anyway, Jeremy, where Richard we? loves Days of Future Past. So if you guys were to create, or how would you go beyond the box? Like, we can have like a round. Of Marvel? Round wait table. lang, wait lang, wait lang. Or, Richard, or like, can you repeat oh. what you said about WandaVision? And then we can just like jump off of that jump again because imagine na ano uh, kasi there go lang go lang go lang. ready okay. yeah kasi there's this theory that they're going to house of m the mm-hmm. mutants in the mcu through the wanda vision show because there was this comic book called house of m where scarlet witch kind of went crazy and then after that with her reality bending powers she was able to take away the mutant gene so yeah. instead of taking away the mutant gene in the she'll the add it in she'll add it in. yeah that's how I envision it happening as well yeah I mean it's really yeah, theory, lang, like, theory lang. I mean it's really interesting to be able to do that with you know how much power Scarlet Witch actually has people don't mm-hmm. I guess the general fans of MCU aren't really familiar with how she's one of the most powerful talaga in the comics and how she can oh, like yeah. literally bend reality and this yeah. series really has that uh, strength yeah. I guess of and backing of the history of Scarlet Witch that they can use to introduce pretty much anything into the world that's true yeah that's the only way I can I see them introducing them it's either through as Paula me and Paula discussed before the snapping thing where Tona they were Tana's snapping <laughs> the snap. Yeah, where where the Infinity Gauntlet's energy kind of triggered everybody's powers, or yeah, it's either you know, that. like a Loki retcon through WandaVision. Yeah. Well, I guess that's really up to them, na, and it's gonna be a big surprise for sure. Na nobody would expect if they. Yeah, that's I mean, true. people would have expected by theories and such, but like. Wala namang any information given about what mutants would play a part in this universe or sure. what other characters. But is there oh even a market for the mutants? You think? Cholo? Yeah, definitely. There is. There's like a really big yeah. X-Men fan base is, of X Men alone. Like, yeah, I mean, as a generation, we grew up with the X Men cartoons, oh. and then later mm. on, the X Men series, like the film series. So I think. There is a huge following for the X-Men. Uh, Most people mutants. growing up, you ask them their favorite comic. It's either X-Men or Spider-Man. Like 2000, early 2000. It's yeah. yeah. That was that it's era. It was the strongest. Yeah. Like yeah. before cause the MCU, nobody really knew who these people were. Or only really nerdy comic book people. Or like really yeah. uh, parang true. hardcore yeah. comic fans would know who 
these people were. I, I, I never knew anything till the MCU started, except X Men. Until now, I don't know who the Guardians of the Galaxy are. Exactly, but <laughs> that was the biggest surprise the that they made that into sure. a film series, <laughs> and it worked. Exactly. When my brother it first worked. told me about. The Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy, he said, I don't really know much about them, Ate, except that they have a talking raccoon like with a machine gun in their team. And I was like, how is that gonna work? And it's like Guardians 1 is one of my favorite Marvel movies because of how funny it was. It, yeah. it also changed the game. I think that's yeah. what's interesting about them bringing in these obscure characters is they can do whatever the hell they want with them because we don't know who they are. True. Yeah, so I think with X Men, there's a lot more expectation um, because of how well known these characters are, then, because and how loved they are. Like, would we you all like, love Wolverine. Would you like the word to see like mid-age X Men or like major adult X Men? Children. I kind of want, want them young. Children. I want them young. Yeah, yeah. Because so would next that generation, mean, Yeah. Like they're going through a similar format in a way since they're gonna be more targeted towards younger audiences yeah you feel i don't know eh. i just want them young i think that's at the very like last of it parang let's say charles is a college student that discovers the mutant gene or something like that mm-hmm. you know and then he, just, and then he like, starts getting kids yeah, that sounds wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that coming. Oh, no. me off guard. <laughs> but yeah, I I do want them to start out young and actually kind of test very their interesting yun, to go into that college day, Charles and uh, Eric. Because in uh, X Men First Class, medyo a bit older na rin sila, although they're younger than. The Although I loved movie. First Class. Oh yeah, First Class is great. Yeah. So, parang a new something like that kind of age would be yeah thing to see. Yeah. yeah. So, how would everyone here direct a superhero movie? Considering that you know, there's a lot of opportunity now in terms That's of a very difficult question. Content what? or direction? What do you say? Like, how would you guys direct your own superhero movie? Oh yeah, that's hard. Yeah, that's hard. For or sure, least, if it's Marvel, there has to be a formula. You know, if it's DC, yeah. then they'll let you do whatever you want. Or even thematically know. speaking. Because I don't, I'm not well versed enough in other superheroes aside from the MCU cast, like to be able to say what kind of movie I want for them. No, as we've like, mentioned, that we're moving away from the formula, or that the industry yeah, exactly, will exactly. reach a point. At some point, I, I would love like if X Men were more, yung parang more, they focused on themes of like you know oppression and prejudice because that was what the original X Men was about. It. Yeah, and it's yeah. nice if they if they segregation did like that. Really. Yeah, it's nice if they did that, and it's very with... timely also. True. Mm-mm. I mean True. the way that's why Black Panther was so received. I was well was well received because yun nga, it also yeah. Pero Black Panther that. didn't tackle on that. Eh. Uh, yeah, I, I'd enough. like X-Men not to... Enough. Yeah. Not, not enough. enough. Yeah. I would love X-Men to, to tackle on that. I guess for me, I would want like a coming of more coming-of-age type of superhero movies. Like, I do love what they do with Spider-Man, you know, all these like far-from-home things and stuff. But I really want 
like this superhero who has no idea what he's doing or like if he even wants the powers that he has that struggle like it's a burden rather than a gift to his life which is what spider-man is but i don't think like they push it enough i i kind of want that like this superhero that just wants a normal life spider-man too guys <laughs> Spider-Man 2. Exactly, Spider-Man 2, which is like my favorite. Um, yeah. But yeah, but more like with, an, with an ethnic, yeah. not an ethnic, but like a POC character, like yeah, yeah. Wave coming in. I think that's what Definitely. I want. Like, imagine I a Filipino like superhero in this super like conservative household and she wants to save the world and her family's like, no, study first. Hey, you know, like very Asian problems. That's that's kind of what I oh, want. Oh, that's Miles. Yeah, I do love Miles Morales also. What they're gonna do with Kamalakan when the Miss Marvel show comes up. Mm. So hopefully, they'll have that aspect. But it would be nice to see more POC Asian. I mean, we will have Shang-Chi, but that's Eastern Asian. I guess I'm more Southeast Asian. Go Southeast Asians. Yeah. Uh, Aside from that, uh, Jeremy, did you want to say how you would want a superhero movie to be. Oh, I'll get to that. But Richard mentioned something interesting because he talked about like social issues yeah. a little bit. Which is what comics are supposed to be about in the first place. Oh. Yeah. And from what came into my mind also was how uh, a little bit on the DC side of things. Because you sure. know how the recent Superman movies tried to be edgy or like they tried to make it overtly political in a way. And it, it didn't really work out. Like, it was hard to receive. And that's just beyond the economic impact, the net negative it had on the box office. Mm-hmm. So why do you think something like the recent Superman films failed in a way? And how do you think that might apply for future movies that want to tackle more real-life issues? I think it's just the flaw of the Superman character. You know, he's just so, so strong that he's just not as interesting. You can do that because with Batman, eh? but with Superman, it's hard to portray struggles and all that when when you're like of such a vanilla character. No offense to Superman fan. There are really yeah. good Superman stories in the comics that don't portray him as vanilla or, <laughs> you know, very flawed character also. I think what was wrong with Man of Steel was because Superman is such a well-known character, they didn't really get into the heart of who Superman was, whose whole identity revolves around truth, justice, and the American way. That wasn't mentioned at all in the films. You don't see that theme of him just wanting to be a good person. And I read this really interesting article that we don't need a new Superman film because we already have it in Captain America. Like Captain America's goodness and sheer heart is also the same core as Superman's. So if you just recycle that, parang hindi na siya interesting enough because he did it so well with Captain America already. Yeah, and Captain you know America how problematic that is as well when he runs into trouble with the government that he trusts, which Superman has also, uh, all these things. So I think it was really a problem of not characterizing a well-known character, you know, properly. So that's the problem with that. Because you can do interesting things naman talaga with a character that good and pure. I just don't think they did it well. I think they do it nice with Diana um, and Batman, all of these things. Uh, they understood them, eh. I think that's the whole point. Like, DC just failed to understand Superman. But I guess it's good to note that recently they just uh, announced the pickup of Superman and Lois, the TV show. 
with Tyler Hecklin, Superman of the Arrowverse. So I guess in a sense they're trying to rework how Superman will be in a sense, at least in the TV verse. In the TV more than the uh, movie aspect, since medyo up in, uh, up in the air pa kung ano yung mangyayari kay Henry Cavill. But, I don't think uh, he wants to be Superman anymore. I'm not sure about that. Well, but they is, did announce that they're making a new one already. Like, there was a, another planning again. They're giving it a Yeah, second. well, I mean, they're rebooting yeah. everything else, so they might as well Yeah, now Superman. that they're doing the Rob Pat, Rob Pattinson. So, Paula, <laughs> yeah. you'd say it's not so much that particular characters are confined to particular stories. It's really also just a matter of execution. Like Definitely. For- Mm-mm. And, yun nga, I always keep coming back to it. What MCU does well is kilala nila yung characters nila eh. And they utilize them as best as they can within the range that they know their characters will act. Yung DC kasi minsan parang, let's just try throwing this into uh, like the situation. Let's just try and making just Superman dark out. and like not <laughs> and I guess siguro, answering your question in a sense I think why Superman the uh, the man of steel didn't really work out because I guess yun pa yung early days of like trying to make movies more social again and they didn't really know how to do that yet as I disagree to, though yeah. yeah I disagree because the Batman like the Dark Knight the Dark trilogy Knight. Came that before. was the problem that was the problem and they tried following the Batman yeah the that Batman. was yeah. the problem how you do a Superman you yeah don't, you don't make a Superman movie the Batman yeah, yeah so parang uh, I guess Knight. it's really a lot of different uh, aspects to that Mm-mm. question it's really packed and uh, and again it was rushed uh-huh. that was the first film after the Avengers came out. Yeah. Where the public was pressuring Warner Brothers to create um, a Justice League series. So they didn't have enough time. They didn't plan it well enough. They didn't foresee the future of the series in general. And they just made a film because everybody wanted a film. So there's yeah. that. And they trusted and Zack Snyder a bit. <laughs> too much. They trust <laughs> Zack Snyder too much. <laughs> in the same way that Marvel trusted Whedon too much as well in yeah, Age beginning. of Ultron. Yeah. A movie that I watched with the two of like Jeremy and Richard at the same time. Yeah. That was fun. Basta that was fun. hashtag release yeah, Snyder Cut. I want to see that. I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Pero, I mean, going back to the MCU. MCU. Um, I guess it's really tremendous pressure for the movies to come, for the phases to come. Because Endgame really just like proved what they can achieve and I mean, in the next few movies, or in the, all the movies to come after, they have such a big history na talaga to, like, you know, uh, to yeah. try and keep up with. As compared to the first movies na, okay, Avengers had four movies behind it. Then the yeah. next phase would have 22 movies behind it. Or the next phase would have <laughs> 42 movies. So parang sobrang padami ng padami. And like, I don't know how they keep up, keep up with it. Do they have like a really big, binder of what has happened. I'm sure Kevin Feige just has like a room with like this huge whiteboard and like thread connecting everything together. A beautiful then he has like one style. laptop and he's reading different <laughs> fanfics. And just checking suggestions. Like which one works well? <laughs> which which is what Star Wars does, I'm sure. Let's <laughs> Hashtag all connected. Uh, I don't know. It's, 
I'm sure it must be difficult being Kevin Feige and having to plan this continuously because the hype never ends and they keep doing it well. Um, so let's see. I, I am more excited about the TV shows than I am of the films, to be quite honest, because yeah. I like um, episodic things a lot more because it's easier to consume. And, and just has to see more time how to much, flesh it out. Yeah, how mm. much Marvel can improve their storylines through that. Because Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., as good as it is, it fails on like the hype aspect of it. You know, Not everybody yeah. watches Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. But with Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Wanda and Vision coming up and um, Hawkeye as well, people are going to watch that because their characters are mga tao. So it's I'm excited to see what they can do. I guess Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Din kasi was a bit too early in the game of integrating TV into the movie yeah. world. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's re- I, I really watched that show and I really Same. enjoyed it. And ang daming mga storylines din na really Interact. cool. Especially, yeah, I think season 4 yata is one of my favorites. The one where in, they're inside the mind, mind framework. Framework ba? Tama? I'm not sure. What I don't remember na. But that was I a really good season. Like a, I guess... Like Daredevil. And yun nga. I guess yeah. moving yeah, forward, nice. they know na how to like integrate everything else with everything else. And that's exciting na. Especially and since they own this platform na. Literally. Yeah. They, they have so much us. experience. <laughs> they, they do. So yeah, and, I'm... Ayun. Anything else? Well, we were talking earlier before we were recording Cholo, yung Chris Evans content in oh, yeah. <laughs> in Endgame they have was just us. amazing. Last, <laughs> they last have bit us. about Endgame. That cap versus cap sequence. A sandwich like I would like of... <laughs> to be in the middle of. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Oh my. I have really mentioned that once and I will keep mentioning it. Best again. fan service moments that like I'm in. It's a, a collection of highlights that you'd watch over and over again. Yeah, yeah that's definitely. The, that's the best example of fan service, not like other movies. I think they humanized the characters really well then because Steve was just done with everything and Tony being a father. All of these things that make them more real to me than just like superheroes. Um, that's what I really liked about Endgame also. Natasha and, breaking down was something that I never thought I would see, but I really appreciated because she's my favorite. And I guess yeah. it also speaks about how each actor was able to integrate a part of themselves into the character. Into the character, and, yeah. Parang si Thor, si Chris Hemsworth in Thor 1 versus Thor in Ragnarok. You really <laughs> see that Chris Hemsworth is Thor and not just playing Thor, diba. Parang it's really Mm-mm. they've integrated part of themselves into the characters as well. Yeah, definitely. Marvel's really good at feeding their fandoms. They, they are. They're fantastic yeah, yeah. at it. We are well fed. <laughs> Something I want to ask the... I'm not sure if everyone was a fan of Marvel prior to the MCU. Cholo, I know you weren't that much. Um, yeah, mas DC ako yeah. before talaga. Uh, Jeremy, were you prior to... I was more DC. Okay. Richard, I know your favorite character back in college was the Hulk. And yeah. Ang Lee's The Hulk was one of your favorite movies. Does that yeah. still hold up? Like, is it is Hulk still it's your favorite It's a personal character? favorite, but it's not a good movie. 
Yeah. Ang Lee no, Howard I mean, I mean like the Hulk as a character, is he still now. your favorite? Yeah, now. No, not anymore. Because you know, everything that you liked about the Hulk that made him interesting originally, you don't see mm-hmm. that with Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Maybe you so saw what it with do Edward you Norton. Want to do with um, the Hulk as a character moving Just forward make that it you liked gritty. in you know, the... Uh, I, I want it grittier. Lang. You know, because he always had that struggle na parang, oh, I have this monster inside me. But I didn't get to see a lot of that uh, Avengers and Infinity In the first War Avengers, there was kind of that hint. Slight lang. But yeah. you, there's a, a bit of that. But that was only where you saw it. Beyond that, parang nawala na eh. Mm-hmm. Now just a science buddy. Ay, parang it was just like a reference. Yeah. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Hulk now is a very fun guy. He's not the you know the scary destructive monster that you knew. And that's what I liked about the Hulk originally. So he's not my favorite anymore. It's Thor. It's Thor is not uh, my favorite. Yeah, that's but, true. No, parang, yeah. when I was younger, whenever I would think of the Hulk. There's like a fear factor to him. Yeah, yeah he was exactly. scary. Yeah, that was the point of him. Uh-oh. And now and he's like, oh, let's take a green selfie. boy. <laughs> he's just so like there's the, that the complexity in his character. Now, wala na yung complexity. I guess because it's also they about it. They it. I know, eh? it's about the screen time we've had with the Hulk in the MCU. And because they didn't have the rights. To exactly. Have, True. Have no, yeah, the movie. movie was also yeah. I mean, but hopefully... what about the two of you? Um. Did you have a character that you initially initially thought would be your favorite, and then moving forward through the MCU films, that kind of changed? I guess ako multiple same parin naman since the beginning. Captain America spoke to me. Okay. Not I mean aside from it being Chris Evans, but uh, I guess yung character of like being hopeful about humanity in a sense, mm-hmm. and uh, even parang progressing through the whole um, 22 film franchise it still it still holds up na captain america in the mcu and si star lord then i also really like um, who else i guess doctor strange also yeah although, i mean i'm excited yeah. to see more of him what about you jeremy oh i think i mentioned it similarly in the first episode but I'm really looking forward to Doctor Strange. I feel like my life is I'm sure, like Doctor I'm Strange. I'm sure you would appreciate Doctor Strange. Like if knowing what we've been through in college, it's almost as if I could have played. Yes. <laughs> oh my god. Especially I never thought where of it. I am that right way. now, like with all the metaphysics I'm studying. Yeah. And like how I was a science asshole oh boy. God. He was. <laughs> science, logic I just wanted boy to mention before. it. Yeah. And then now I'm like. He was a complete asshole before. Transcendence. And now. And look beyond <laughs> the mind's eye and all that stuff. So it's very. Okay. okay. This is interesting. It's very interesting. Yeah. It's cool. So looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to. Because before this podcast, I decided to rewatch as much of the Marvel movies as I can. Mm-hmm. Wow. To kind of see. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I did that. Because. <laughs> Part of me looking back at Endgame and Infinity War, parang in terms of like as a movie, I still gravitated towards Infinity War more. Me too. Or it, it felt like if you could have made Infinity War and Endgame into a mega movie, I would have been really like, whoa, as opposed to two separate movies. Uh-huh. So I was thinking about that. 
And like what I noticed kasi is that the very first movies, what I really liked about them is they were still mostly personal stories. Right? Iron Man so in particular, like, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Iron Man, then you have uh, Steve Rogers about character and integrity. Yeah. Uh, Doctor Strange uh, looking beyond what you know and all that. Even the first two Aven- Avengers, arguably, were still a bit more human. Like, the first one is, how do you op- uh, rise against oppression? And then the second one is, like, what is the consequence of having power? Or, like, the consequences of how you use power? Mm-hmm. But then yeah. when it went to Infinity War and then Endgame, I understand the aspect of it as a culmination. And mm-hmm. on that level, I completely agree. But in terms of the same impact of relatability, as the other movies, it's not the same kind, at least, because of how it's more global in nature. Yeah. Right? So, parang naging existential ng konte yung endgame. Yeah, rather than personal ano, struggles. Yeah. And I feel like when you go into that angle, the existential angle, you need more silent moments than loud moments, if that makes sense. I get but okay. what's good about Endgame is that it did have, as what we've mentioned earlier, you know, our prior experience of going through the journeys of each characters. So at least on that level, it's still enjoyable. Like, no one would say, I didn't like when Captain America picked up the hammer or when everyone just started running at each other. I mean, like my inner fanboy was just, fuck. Like, that's what all action figures together or it's what you would put in one room like you just recreate the whole thing in terms of miniatures uh-huh. so I would say I'm looking forward to more personal stories that deal with consequence because mm-hmm. that's a big problem with MCU I think the lack of consequences that their actions yeah. have and that's why Daredevil, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Are yeah, there. but now they're gone. I hope they do come back. Though. Is it permanent? Like, are they permanently gone? I don't know. I guess I don't know, at man. this point, rights know. lang. They're waiting for it to expire with Netflix or something, and then they try to integrate it. Because I, I think uh, Kevin Feige really wants Matthew Cox. Daredevil. To be Daredevil, talaga, and even uh, John Bernthal as pa- Punisher. So. Oh my god, oh, that yeah, was excellent. Excellent. Yeah. Netflix Marvel was great. <laughs> yeah. Iron Fist notwithstanding. On a lot of personal stuff. You know, they didn't yeah. do Cosmic or anything. It was just their personal problems. <laughs> I saw this tweet that was like, you see the Avengers saving the whole universe and we have Daredevil micromanaging Hell's Kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> That was nice. And it's true. Which is what it's supposed to be about. Like Spider-Man as well. He's just supposed to be a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Queens. Yeah, Yeah, and Endgame didn't answer the question Thanos posed. Because usually when you talk about like uh, protagonist, antagonists, they're usually, well, in an ideal situation, they're diametrically opposed answers to a certain issue. Like Black Panther, yes. Right? Yeah. yeah. But then in here, it's as if we're assuming that everything prior was always good. 
and that there's an objective ban. But then they tried to promote Thanos as I'm doing it for the greater good, but in a wrong means. Yeah. And yeah. His angle, Thanos' angle was, how are you going to answer for like overconsumption, etc., etc.? And I think their basic answer was... See, Steve Rogers said something that, no, we just face We don't trade lives. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, ganon. And we face I it think, together. Ayun nga, parang... Facing evil. A very generic answer lang na. Yeah, yeah. It's it wrong, I mean... Nice. Yeah, to see... You, you can't achieve this by killing people, basically. That was the yeah. only way that they said it. I agree yeah. that there was a lack of proper response to the villain's main point. You know, the same way that Black Panther was able to answer yeah. Um, yeah, Killmonger's um, struggles. Zemo. Oh my God. Uh, yeah, and Zemo, diba? All of these Zemo. characters. Oh my God, Zemo is still like one of the best underrated MCU yeah. villains talaga. And he so, will return, right? Yeah. Maybe, I hope that this is um, a philosophy that they'll keep thinking about moving forward in the MCU movies. You know, that they'll see the... Again, coming back to consequences because you snapped everyone back. The problems that you had prior to the snap, you know, overconsumption, overpopulation, it'll come back and then they'll realize that there were some aspects of the blip that were, you know, essential then for them. More people were eating, um, nature was good, all that stuff. So, sana. I mean, we we can't say. But I understand then the difficulty of having to actually answer Thanos' problem in... The story of Endgame <laughs> also. Yeah. yeah. True. And I guess, to add, I guess it's really, yun nga, the villain problem that Marvel Cinematic Universe has. Na, you know, there are only really a few standout villains that made an impact aside from just yeah. being the villain of the week or villain of the movie. Let's not the... talk about Eccleston's villain. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I guess, yun nga, I, I, I really hope that moving forward, they do become more specific in terms of you know, consequence and sort yeah. of introducing social problems to a deeper level than rather rather than just good or evil or you know mm-hmm. we already know the answer to this parang yeah. something that would make people think, think even deeper about what this movie means although i don't mind all the explosions and like shallow things pero syempre to have deeper consequences and to have deeper analysis to think about would be nice for the MCU also. I mean, you know, considering ex- yeah, continue. that their audience is a generation that continues to grow up. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's why Harry Potter and The Hunger Games and Percy Jackson are so effective as YA films is because they tackle all of these social problems and moral issues as well and you grow up with a generation that kind of has a better grasp on these things. So I hope the MCU understands the kind of impact that they have, not just to one generation because we were the first, but like all these newer, the younger kids that will continue to grow up as Marvel continues on with their with their films. They should be really really doing good with Ant Man. Like I, I mean, the second Ant Man. that was the only Marvel movie. It was kind of mababaw though. I recall that mentioned or depicted degrees of healing. And like forgiveness yeah. in a way, like it's a start, Mm-mm. but at least they're starting somewhere. Yeah, I guess. I think... then, uh, I guess I'd like to see a movie coming off of that. Na you know deals with 
younger people nga dealing with like older generations because that's like a big a big mm. issue not even issue but like the societal way of like oh we're right we're older we're right and then young people will be like oh, okay whatever we're going to do our own way parang wala pang ganun let's go x-men <laughs> so yeah, x-men. Nga, it might be the x-men hopefully oh i also want marvel to do better in their animated series because dc does that exceptionally well the dc animated movies are like consistently good and they kind of change it up a lot like the samurai batman movie was very interesting to look forward to and all of these things and even like with their animated shows harley quinn like which is dc produced talaga is fantastic if you guys haven't seen it i highly recommend watching it because you get to explore more of these characters in different ways than you can in like a live action um, perspective. So ayun. I, I want them to keep doing more things with their um, IP. And we have, I mean, I guess we have so many years ahead of us, hopefully, to see all those things. <laughs> but um, yun nga, I mean, there's really, it re- we really don't know what's gonna happen yet, not just in the MCU, but how we're gonna deal with all of this. But I guess to bring it back to Endgame, it's really, for me, a movie then about hope, talaga, as I mentioned earlier, na, you know, at some point, some will figure out how to deal with it and the rest of the world will, like, be able to go back to the way, a semblance of the way things were. And of mm-hmm. course, we're kind of in that same space nga na we don't know what's happening yet. We're still all in our homes, hopefully, and trying to deal with it in our own ways. But there's that sliver of hope that things will be better and that um, our real-life Avengers and even our very own, uh, I mean, ourselves, will be able to uh, try to deal with it and move forward into the unknown <laughs> yes, into the unknown. Into the unknown. That's true. <laughs> Nothing is certain nowadays. Or yeah. was there ever any certainty to begin with? <laughs> <laughs> Oof. <laughs> I kind of want to ask you guys, like, what your top five before we end, like the top your top five Marvel movies. Oh. As a cap off, or at least top three, if top five is too difficult. Mauna ka na Paula. May sagot okay. Ka na. <laughs> because. <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> Where is my list? Um, I will look for so it. So I think The Winter Soldier is still probably number one for me. Uh, it still holds up extremely well. And then Endgame, only because of how difficult of a feat it was and how well they were able to pull it off. And then I think I would have to go with um, Spider-Man Homecoming. That's probably... Either Spider-Man Homecoming or Iron Man. Because I think in terms of like personal stories, Iron Man is still probably the best in the MCU. Like the first half of Iron Man was just very human struggle, ni Tony. And I always appreciate those kinds of stories. Richard's thinking hard about this, I see. <laughs> yeah, just gonna, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go off. Uh, let's end game. And then okay. Civil War, and then uh, Civil Black War. Panther. Yeah, cause Baron Zemo. Eh. We'll talk about this later. <laughs> 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 but the villains, eh? 
I actually I hindi, when I add for and homecoming just because yeah. of the villains like homecoming those, villain was great game one for the cinematic high and the other three movies Black Panther uh, homecoming and uh, Civil War because of the villains okay we'll talk about this more after the podcast <laughs> I <laughs> love Civil War I love it uh, Cholo si Jeremy na muna ah okay Jeremy wait I have three so far I'm thinking of my next two but... wait I only said three I only said five. Said five. Oh, so like five, oh, and then like three, three if it's too difficult. Ah, uh, okay. So, I'm kind of on the same, in a way, on the same page as Richard, but it's okay. a tie for three. Uh, for Ragnarok okay. and Civil War. Oh. I have to discuss Civil War with the two of you. <laughs> no, I just like Civil War because Civil of the fights. Pretty just, high on my list as well. So, si Paula lang yung oh may joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, no. I need Joms as backup. But I would say, so discuss uh, this. Yeah. For and then Winter Soldier and Black Panther. Okay. Interesting. Cholo. Ako, to cap it all off, same yes. with Paula, my number one is Captain America, the Winter Soldier. God tier. God tier MCU. My number two <laughs> is Infinity War. Okay. And, uh, my number three is maybe a toss between Black Panther and Captain America, the first. The first Avenger. And okay. then after that is Iron Man and Civil War, and then Endgame. I'll send Can you guys my complete list. The best Marvel moment for me, at least not thinking about it, is like when Steve jumps over the grenade in First Avenger. I still can't get that. Like that's a very. When he hits the grenade. No, when he jumps. Or he the jumps off. grenade. Yeah, right. Ah, remember? yeah. No, because yeah. that's such so a that's test a, of character. That, what a what a scene. That that's what cemented him as like a good person. And I think Iron Man also has an equivalent sequence to that. Um with The missile. What's the name of the inventor? The um, scientist that helped him in the Jensen. Jensen. That that whole sequence with Jensen I think was a good um character cementation of yeah. Tony Stark. Yeah. I want to see fanfic of Jensen, TBH. <laughs> I'm sure there are. I'll try to look for some for you. You know what okay. Tony and Jensen did in that cave? <laughs> oh my god. I have so many fanfics of like the five years like in the book. They created something, Richard. That's what they did. Created something beautiful. They did. <laughs> something alive. <laughs> okay. Oh my Sorry. god. I'm, I thank you guys for I indulging my question. That is... Our last question for our yeah. Endgame Redux episode. We were able to really dig deep Get into, into <laughs> Endgame and parang the bigger MCU. So mm-hmm. thank you guys for that. And uh, of course, what to expect next after Endgame. We were supposed to have Black Widow, which will now be scheduled for November 2020. And aside from Black Widow... Disney Plus shows releasing this year are Falcon and the Winter Soldier and WandaVision. So that's really exciting as well. If it doesn't get pushed back, yeah. Hopefully. Because they did release a trailer of Disney Plus shows. And uh, I'm, a lot yeah. of things naman have been actually pushed up earlier pa nga than intended. So we don't know how yeah. it will all fall into place. And then 2021, na-move the schedule. So... February na yung The Eternals 2021, yeah. Shang-Chi on May 2021, and the Disney Plus Loki show will be in 2021 as well. 2022, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder, Feb 
2022. Blade, me one. too. The Blade wala pang release date. Although, they're saying it might be in the next Thanksgiving era for Halloween or something. And uh, Disney Plus in 2022 will be Hawkeye, Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. Wala pang exact dates for all the other things because we don't know when everything will resume. So we'll have to see. And up, we'll, we'll, of course, update everyone about developments in the MCU and across the pop culture universe. But of course, as we always end our episodes, we have our pop stop or our pop culture recommendations. Aside from whatever else we've already talked about in the last hour <laughs> or so, um, who wants to start? Paula? Okay. Um, I... Since we are all in quarantine, I've been big on board games recently, and I would like to recommend. Okay, so this is um, Hogwarts Battle. Although this is the expansion pack, but it's a deck building game, a co-op deck building game. So you're not fighting each other; you're fighting the villains in the board game, which is really fun, and it can take up to several hours. So if you guys need something time-consuming, um, but fun with um, the people around you, I highly recommend this game. If, especially if you are big Harry Potter fans like me. Richard. Uh, uh, what, what, what was I going to recommend again? I recommend you guys watch uh, John Denver Trending. Yeah. a winner, I think, last yes. year or two years ago. It's on I Want. It's streaming for free. Very good movie. Support local. One of the best yes. of 2019 for sure. Mm-hmm. And yeah, yeah, very stay woke. That, Sobrang stay woke mode. We have an episode with Derek Arden from John Denver Trending, so listen to that as well. Oh, after wow. watching the oh. movie. And listen oh, to that. Here, Richard's like, <laughs> Richard's like, oh, oh that exists. <laughs> Richard knows watch, what he's doing after the podcast. I'm gonna watch that one. I want to know his thoughts. It's really, it's a really interesting conversation about how it all came about. So yeah. that is probably episode 18, that. I would say. <laughs> I'll check that out. Jeremy. I will recommend another old anime. <laughs> so I've been rewatching animes that I feel like are fit for this quarantine moment mm-hmm. in time. So a lot of people are saying if you can't go outside, look inside. But sometimes asking the right questions can be difficult. But there's an anime that helps bring those questions in a very calm manner. And that is Mushishi. It's basically a Japanese Doctor Who set in ancient Japan. That's what you said Something about like Jojo. That. Jojo? Like it's oh, no, like Jojo Doctor is, Who. Oh, Jojo is Doctor Who in terms of scale. Okay. But Mushishi is Doctor Who in terms of adventure. Okay. But it's more slow-paced. And it's like drinking a warm cup of tea Ooh. with the red kind of like question. Jeremy is Uncle Iroh. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, for me, my recommendation is the movie Happy Old Year. It's on Netflix. It's a Thai movie from last year. Super ganda. Um, it really makes you think about sentimentality and what it means in relation to objects in your life. It's It's really deep and really aesthetic at the same time um i've been watching a lot of thai stuff lately and this is one of them and ang ganda lang yang pag-isipan mapapaisip ka not just about how clean your room is because there's a cleaning aspect to it but 
also how joy. how yeah yun nga speaking of sparking joy yun nga they reference Marie Kondo in this movie and uh, oh. <laughs> parang mm-hmm. how does each item really relate and what part of your life it's uh parang it signifies or it's a part of and how can you let go of that or it really surrounds that question of like what am I supposed to let go of or keep in my life in mm-hmm. um, terms of objects and like in your life literally and figuratively so it's a really good movie I guess one of my favorite Asian movies to come out recently and it's the same uh, studio kasi as Bad Genius and the same actress from Bad oh. Genius as well so awesome it's a really good movie to check out cool. and of course uh yun, that's pretty much it uh, i guess same old i keep on mentioning these uh in the same episodes all over again but stream nct 127 <laughs> lang, that is my recommendation for the week uh what else i mean that's pretty much it thank you guys uh, this was a really interesting conversation and really enjoyable yes always and thank you guys uh, i hope you guys come back on for more episodes i guess yung x-men uh, and everything else yeah and of course I, you, i'm always here for marvel episodes so <laughs> and everything <laughs> and siempre before we end also um since we're all still in quarantine and we're facing whatever um, I'd like to re-mention Help From Home PH. Yes. An information and coordination hub that like aggregates all ways that you can help from the comforts of your home. It's so easy. Just go to the website through your phone and webs- uh, and uh, desktop. And it'll tell you how you can help, whether it's in GCash or whatever bank, who is in need of help, whether it's hospitals it's or... What initiatives there are. Need. So Paula and I are both volunteers there. So you know, it's just a great way to help out in our own ways. So yeah. go check out helpfromhome.ph. So that is it for our episode of Popcorn, episode number 41, Avengers. Wow! Thank you so much for all the support again for our first year of Popcorn. And we hope you continue to support us as we move further into the timeline. And... Uh, of course, we are still on all podcast platforms for our old episodes. You can stream them on demand on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever. Of course, we're also on Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM. All our video episodes are there. Every Thursday, we're live on Facebook. And go follow us on social media. That's at Popcorn Bicholo, at Popcorn W Cholo on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. And we have our Instagram um, filter thing you can play. It's really fun. Yes! It's been getting, use it, use it, use it. It's, it's been getting a lot of uh, uses. So it's really been fun. Watch out for more filter games to come from Popcorn. And keep on spreading the word about Popcorn to all your friends because we need your support. <laughs> and we'd love to have more um, input from our listeners as well. So thank you so much, everyone. We'll see you all real soon. Bye. Bye. I love you 3,000. Wash your hands. Stay home. (laughs)